started. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports 56 Mornings is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Eli. Man, oh man, it had a feel of the NCAA tournament in the sense that you just need to win and push on. Win in advance, as they say. And last night, Memphis won by the barest of margins as they took down Tulsa last night, 78-75 in their first conference game of the year. We are here to talk about that and everything else happening in the world of sports, locally, regionally, nationally, we welcome you into Sports 56 Mornings on this Friday, January 5th, 2023. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd, a cast of thousands here for your pleasure. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. Their floor model sale continues. Perhaps this weekend is a good, good chance, good opportunity to stop by and see what they have to offer with this floor model sale at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. And the first hour of the program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware. 32 degrees, partly cloudy skies. We're looking at a high today of 44. Overcast tonight with the possibility of showers, about a 60% chance overnight with a low of 39 degrees. Aside from the Tigers, the Grizzlies back in action as they begin a three-game road trip, and they begin a stretch really that will determine in my eyes and probably in the eyes of many whether or not they can get back in this thing they start tonight in los angeles in the city of angels against the lakers we will discuss that the first uh, fan returns for the nba all-star game released yesterday we'll go over that we'll talk nfl the final week of the regular season week number 18 with some huge matchups Uh, in store for folks. And of course, the Natty coming up on Monday, the national championship game in college football with Michigan, a four and a half point favorite over Washington. At 725, John Varlis will join us in studio as he does every Friday. At 905, Brandon Lang will handicap the big NFL weekend. We will not have Matt Dillon with us today. Tigers last night had issues getting back to Memphis with their plane. Not sure exactly When they got back, uh, what happened if they needed a new plane, but uh, getting back so, so late or early, if you want to look at it that way, Matt won't be able to join us today. Uh, He'll be back with us next Friday for another edition of the Memphis Tigers Basketball Report. We'll take your calls and your texts at 901-360-8255. The Sports 56 listener lines call in or text in, or you can drop us a line if you're watching us on Twitter and or Facebook, YouTube, on the website, sportsmemphis.com. So many different ways to get in touch with us here on Sports 56 Mornings. How are you? I am fabulous. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. You don't have any details, do you, as far as when they finally arrive back? I have no idea. I don't know if they're they. I'm assuming they they're might back. still be in Tulsa. They could know. be. They were on Tulsa time. You never I know have, with Tulsa time. I have uh, I have no, no clue. It's the last thing you want, right, when you eke out a win over Tulsa, a poor team in the net. Yes, escape with a W on the heroics of Javon Quinterly. The last thing you want to do is hang around on the tarmac, wait around to see what happens to get out of there because you just want to get out. 
You just want to quite, get the hell out frankly, of there. Whether you've ever, whether you played a basketball game, won it, lost it, blew it out, sitting in an airplane on the tarmac is never fun. It's it's never fun. <laughs> it's I don't I don't care what the circumstances were before you got there. It sucks. Just feels like the longer you wait in Tulsa, maybe the possibility is they come in there and they say, you know what, you lost the game. They they take it away from you. But the bottom line is they won the game, seventy eight. 75, Javon Quinterly, the hero, with a three-pointer with four seconds left in the game. Memphis led 49-35 at the half. They were in total control of this game. And then the second half came around, where the Tigers went one for 11 from three. It was the game winner by Quinterly. Turned the ball over like it was going out of style. David Jones himself had seven turnovers. The team committed... 21 turnovers for the game. They did not guard the perimeter. They gave up threes. Yes, Tulsa over the years at times has given Memphis some trouble with Tulsa. Like John Calipari said, they're everybody's Super Bowl. Well, if this is the way it's going to be in conference play the rest of the way, and we're just one game in, Tigers fans, you better take your heart medicine. But the Tigers do escape, and then they also lose Caleb Mills, a potentially season-ending injury. I don't know. That's speculation on my part. His knee uh, just came out. Uh, It it looked like maybe it was the kneecap. Uh, We'll get more information more than likely today. Penny is scheduled to meet with the media. But his left knee gave out, and Caleb Mills had to be carted off the floor. Played just 11 and a half minutes. A key player for the Tigers, a veteran player. His defensive presence, especially on the perimeter, is much needed and well documented. And then there was the other side where Tulsa had this young man named P.J. Haggerty who looked fantastic. Best player on the floor. 27 points. Hit 10 of 19 from the field. He missed six free throws. It's a good thing he missed those free throws. He had eight rebounds, he had four assists, he had three steals. P.J. Haggerty, get used to that name, ladies and gentlemen. But again, the Tigers escape, and I mean escape Tulsa, to improve to 12-2 and two overall, 1-0 in conference play. Yeah, that um, that goes in the line of uh, not exactly pretty wins um, that they have had here recently, but again, they do survive it. And um, you know, with... They had the the whole second half basically. The game was sitting there for them to just put it away. Like I mean, they're up by ten, like constantly. Heck, they're up by seven with a minute to go in the game. Like you you need to be able to. You shouldn't. That shouldn't come down to a three pointer um, to win the game at the in the final seconds. Um, the three point shooting completely deserted them in the second half. And um, while this. You know, they're they are they're a pretty good three point shooting team, but we've seen some games where it has just been a disaster from three point. And this was really just the second half where it was a disaster, missing the first ten. Um, you know, the, you keep you know, yeah, it's a win, but you hate to keep messing around in these games. I mean, when you get that opportunity, you got to put these teams away on the road or whatever. It like that that game was there. You could have e- you know, easily put that away where in the final you know minutes it's not it's a laugher and they're just unable to uh, they were unable to do that but 
Good thing for Quinterly to and that that possession was not exactly a thing of beauty, but he uh, he bails you out by hitting a, a tough three pointer, and then theirs goes kind of in and out at the buzzer to force overtime. So um, they they keep finding ways to win, but boy, you'd like to like to have a little bit better performance. There's going to be games like this, especially in conference play, for everybody, for all the best teams in the country. There's always going to be one of these games, and again the. The positive is that you you walk away with a dub, and that's what it's all about, right? When you get to the NCAA tournament, as I opened up the show with, win in advance, win in advance, win in advance. But if you don't think there are some issues, then you're mistaken. And as you said, they had a chance to just put this team away, and they couldn't put this team away. They continue to play to the level of the competition. 21 turnovers against Tulsa. That's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. I mentioned Jones at 7. They played 10 players. Penny played 10 of his players. Nine of them had a turnover, at least one turnover. Seven for Jones, four for Quinterly. Only Jaden Hardaway, who played 10 minutes, did not have a turnover. Nine of the 10 players who participated had turnovers. Now, again, I don't know if that's trying to do too much with David Jones, who still is the best player. There's no question. Went for 17 points, had eight rebounds. But he, at times, tries to do much, tries to over-dribble, gets the ball knocked away from him. Some unforced errors as well. Jones would lead the way with 17. Naquan Tomlin, in his third game as a Tiger, 17 points in 25 minutes, 7 of 12 from the field. He added seven rebounds. Tigers out-rebounded Tulsa 38-30, to although they did give up 12 offensive rebounds. Second chance points, they gave up 13 to Tulsa. They had 12 themselves. But again, down the stretch, not being able to hold on to the basketball, not making threes, and I mean wide open threes, maybe depending too much on the threes, and then giving up too many threes, not guarding the perimeter. It's interesting when you look at the stats and the box score, Jalen Young, who played only 14 minutes, was a plus 19 in this game, was a plus 19. Quinterly was a minus 10. But a huge three. Only one assist for Quinterly to four turnovers. That's awful. And he's been very, very good. He was from the field three of six, all three-pointers. So, again, you'll take 50% from beyond the arc. But it just wasn't quintessential Quinterly. But that three-pointer made all the difference in the world. It uh, it, can, it 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 hides a lot of issues uh, when you hit that type of shot. The... You know, as you said, like you know, they got lucky that Haggerty, who's an over came in at like eighty five percent of the free throw line, missed six free throws. Or who knows how that game goes? Um, you know, he was absolutely terrific, no doubt, except for the free throw shooting. But yeah, the turnovers. I mean, you just can't can't turn it over twenty one times against a team like that. Like that's right. That, 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 you know, this, this isn't exactly the. Nolan Richardson, forty minutes of hell here. Like mm-hmm. this is this is Tulsa. Like there's just a lot of them. Just it's just careless turnovers, and um, that's that's the type of thing you combine turnovers with missing a whole bunch of threes. That's how you lose games. And again, they were able to escape, um, but <laughs> you don't want to keep doing those types of things because you will lose. Well, again, you're up fourteen at the half. In the second half, pounded inside. Kick it, 
but pounding inside, get Tomlin going. Dandridge had 10 points. They didn't really have an answer for Dandridge. He was 3 of 5 from the field, hit all four of his free throws. But they got away from it because when they're open, Penny wants them to shoot threes. But when you go ice cold, one for 11, all of a sudden the other team starts making shots. There goes your lead. They scored, Tulsa did, seven points in 17 seconds to tie the game at 75. Seven points in 17 seconds. That is a meltdown defensively as well. I don't know if the woes of the offense contributed to what they did or did not do defensively down the stretch. There's going to be games like this. There are definitely going to be more games like this, especially those road games. Teams are going to be up to play, but when you had a chance to put them away, you didn't put them away. You need to put them away. Again, it seems like we're harping on so much negative stuff when they won the basketball game, but you're flirting with disaster. When you lose a game or two in the conference to teams like Tulsa, you're in trouble. You you will plummet as far as the net is concerned. And it's a shame that Memphis has to be perfect, basically, in the conference and has to be great in the non-conference portion of their schedule. But that's the way it is. That's the conference they play in. We, we, we've talked for years and years and years and years about the advantages of playing in a power conference. Yes, you play a tougher schedule, but you don't have to worry about losing some games in the conference that you're going to plummet. You're going to fall off the face of the earth. That is the case in the American Conference. But again, they get the dub. Now Sunday, they actually play a team in SMU that has a very good net. I think 45, is, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a quadrant two. If it was in Dallas, it would be a quadrant one game, but it's at home. So this will be good competition on Sunday. You hope to come out there, play much better for 40 minutes, not for 20 minutes, not for 30 minutes. But they lose Caleb Mills. And again, we don't know have all the, have all the information on him, but that is a big loss. Caleb Mills is not a huge offensive player, although at times this year he's really contributed, hitting that corner three. But defensively, he's a guy that's in there down the stretch in a game when you need to stop. Drew text in on the Sports 56 listener line, 901-360-8255, 901-360-8255. That is the Sports 56 listener line, which you could call or text. Says, David Jones may be the worst passer I've ever seen. Here's here's one thing. This is a, a rule in life. If you don't like doing something, do it terribly, and then they'll tell you not to do it anymore. <laughs> if you don't want to pass, be a bad passer. Then you get to shoot all the time, and they say, hey, why don't you pass? I'm terrible at it. Yeah, the problem is, though, if you're terrible at something on this team, they don't tell you to stop doing it. Jaquan Walton, all the struggles he had with three-point shooting, Penny never told him, hey, you got the red light, baby, the stop sign, don't shoot anymore. He kept shooting. By the way, he went one of three from three, but he did go four of eight from the field, 11 points, six rebounds, and five steals. So Jaquan Walton absolutely contributed to this W with defense. More so defense than offense, but again, offense he contributed going four for eight and didn't rely solely on taking three-point shots. But yes, I I don't see too many stop signs when it comes to, to Penny. He wants to continue to do what they strategize, what they game plan. And that again is if you have the open three, you take the three. It's just unfortunate for Memphis 
They weren't able to knock them down in the second half except for the one that won them the game, the only one that they made. But I still think it contributes to what they do or don't do defensively because they get they get a little bit away from themselves when they're struggling offensively. And unfortunately, you see it in their, their defense. It's not as sharp as it should be. The um, – again, I mean – Three pointers. Teams are going to hit three pointers against you. Like sometimes, like that's and, and that is the get it. The three point shot is the equalizer of basketball now. Like it is, if you are struggling from three and the other team is making threes, mm-hmm. they can erase a deficit in a hurry, mm-hmm. much like we saw last night. Um, you know, and and for all it would have taken, you know, for for Memphis. I mean, if you just make again, you made you miss ten straight. So say you make. Three of those, which is thirty percent from three point range, you probably put that game away. But when you are ice cold from three, but keep shooting them, and the other team gets going like they did from that second half from three point range, it's um, that's where again any team is dangerous on any given night when you can get hot from three point range. It, it has become and because everybody shoots them. <laughs> that's the thing. Like every team you play shoots them, they're going to continue to shoot them, and if they get hot. It can be they can become very dangerous. Well, on the flip side, Tulsa's looking at themselves going, wait, we were three of thirteen shooting threes in the first half. We shot twenty-three percent. Our anemic shooting in the first half is why we trailed at the half by fourteen points. But then they turn around and go nine of twenty-one in the second half while Memphis goes one of eleven. So they outscore Memphis by twenty-four points at the three-point line in the second half. Like you said. It's the great equalizer. And we saw that. That was a game of halves. First half belonged to Memphis. Second half belonged to Tulsa. Luckily, the last few seconds belonged to Memphis to get the W. So there you go. Memphis with the win, 12-2. SMU on Sunday. Then they'll host UTSA on Wednesday. Uh Steve Texas says good teams find a way to win, even if they are ugly wins. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's, yeah, I, there's, again, there is, that's the key. In the end, you want to make sure you get the win. Now, again, there's things that you want to sure up, such as turnovers, because um, they will bite you eventually, and that, that it could equal a loss somewhere um, that you just really don't want to take and can't afford to take in this conference. But yes, in the end, you know, Quinterly hits the big shot. That's the key. You got you hit the big shot um, and escaped with that win. That's that's the most important part of it. Oh yeah, especially as as we all know, you get to the NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter. You're not looking for style points. It doesn't matter if you win by 25 or by one. You win, you move on. You lose, you go home. That's not the case though during the regular season because the net, which is pivotal when it comes to the committee and putting together the brackets and the seeds they take into account at least the net takes into account margin of victory it is a big factor and the last three games the the Vanderbilt win was by a deuce they beat Austin P by 11 but they were 16 and a half point favorites and ended up not covering and in this game they were an eight and a half point favorite and end up winning on a Three-pointer with four seconds to go. Have you seen the latest with the net? They're 41. So they dropped, what, a spot? Yep. So again, you you win, and you even win on the road, and you'll lose spots in the net. 
because style is all the rave when it comes to the net. And again, it's a big determining factor. It is a big part of the criteria when the committee gets behind closed doors and puts together the, the, the brackets, as I said, and the seedings, which is why you play the schedule you play if you're Memphis, the non-conference schedule, because you have to do that to get an opportunity to be a high seed. And they took advantage of it. They went out and did their job. You don't want to give anything back. And they didn't give it back last night. They didn't. They got the win. But again, they are playing it really close to the best here. They are... Actually, that is not up. This is not updated through last night's game. This okay, is, this is before. This is uh, this does not include yesterday's games. The, the, so they were they, 40, they don't have it updated yet. They were forty first going into the game. Yes. Okay. So I thought they were fortieth. So that's why I thought it moved. So they may drop even a few more spots than forty first uh, after winning again, winning on the road against Tulsa. But again, they're they're teetering. They're not. They're not teetering. Let me. Let me. Let me use a different word they're, they're, or a different phrase. They are they're playing with fire, let's just say. Because, again, even a loss, one single loss, if it's not to Florida Atlantic and, and maybe not to SMU, will really hurt you as far as the seed is concerned. You hate to have that situation and to be in that position, but that's just the way it is. In the American Conference, All right, not literally just updated. Not they are they stayed at forty one. Okay, so <clears throat> normally you wouldn't drop winning on the road, and they didn't drop there, so that's a good thing. But sometimes when you're playing a net, a team with a bad net, you will drop even with a win. Tulsa moved up six spots with a loss. Yeah, because that was their that was their first. Quad two. They have no quad one games. That was their first quad two game. So just playing. One of the quad ones or quad two games helps as far as your overall net is concerned. Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration for all your roofing and home repair needs. Call Brandon McCullough at 901-438-5084. Go online to newroofmemphis.com. They do offer financing with different plans and options to choose from for your new roof. Six, 12, even an 18-month same as cash option. They'll work with your insurance company or out of pocket, whatever it takes to get that new roof or that roof fixed. They do residential and commercial roofings with business owners and property managers, along with homeowners. If you have any roofing issue, call Brandon today. They'll come out and do a free roof inspection. They're licensed, bonded, and insured, and a member of the Better Business Bureau. Again, this is a locally owned and operated company, not some big conglomerate. They're going to take care of you, and if there's an issue, they will fix it for you. As they always say, all their work is satisfaction guaranteed. You get a five-year labor warranty on the purchase of a new roof. They do carpentry work, exterior painting. They can replace gutters, put up fencing, install shingles, put up siding, rotten wood repair, whatever you can't do. You call the experts. Quality work at a very good price. Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration for all your roofing and home repair needs. Again, call Brandon McCullough. He's the owner of the company. 901-438-5084. He'll take care of you. Tell him you heard it here on Sports 56 Mornings. Get that roof repaired in 2024. Don't let that headache become a migraine for you. Newroofmemphis.com is the website. It's Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration. John Varlas from the Daily Memphian joins us next in studio. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. We are Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM 
and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you. Talked a lot of Tigers in the opening segment. We'll certainly talk more about that game last night as the show progresses. In fact, we may talk a little bit about it with John Varlas, who's next. It's time for Greg and Eli's weekly visit with John Varlas of the Daily Memphian. Check out John's prep sports coverage and more at DailyMemphian.com. Now, here's John Varlas with Greg and Eli. He is the award-winning Daily Memphian prep reporter, but so much more. He is John Varlas. You can follow him on Twitter at John Varlas. Catch him every Friday during this time slot here on Sports 56 Mornings. How are you? Good morning. Happy uh, belated New Year to you. And uh, How long can you say Happy New Year for? I got a, I got a bone to pick with some of these people. Uh, You're already ready to pick a bone? Yeah, because some, some of these people will do Happy New Year for like, is for like whenever they see you, like up and through to Valentine's Day, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I get Happy New Year's all the time. I think like within a week span, um, it, it's a, it's appropriate because I hadn't seen you guys yet this year. But I mean, yeah. some people. Just, so I don't, I don't think some people just do it like you know, just do yeah, it indefinitely. I, I, I don't know where the 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 line is, but yeah, I mean, like I don't think you needed to say belated Happy New Year. Oh, but, like, yeah, you could I, just I, say Happy New Year. Yeah. It's only the what the fifth. We haven't seen each other. So like, how I, long are we going here? Are we going a week. Get, we going two weeks. I think you at least get a week of just saying Happy New Year. I think I think a week would be good. But when I I remember one time I was hanging out with my cousin. It's like the middle of January, and he's wandering all over town saying Happy New Year, Happy New Year. I, was, I thought that was kind of weird. So uh, so that that's a partial bone to pick. But my real bone to pick. Have you guys seen this Stanley Cup thing that's going on? And I'm not talking about the NHL. But it's actually cups. Have you guys seen this thing? No, no. Go, uh, Zach's in there nodding. <laughs> Zach knows what I'm talking about. So all these, all these uh, people, and it's it's it looks like it's usually uh, young women. They're like lining up overnight at Target, like camping out. Like oh, at, I know what you're like talking about. Cameron now, yeah. Indoor Stadium, and they're and they're buying these plastic drinking cups. They're, what? They're like Yetis. They look like. Yeah, Yetis I've, I've seen. Some, I didn't know what those things were called. I didn't know that. I had no idea what they were called. But I've seen some videos of this, like people going because I saw. One like they literally sold out in like I don't know it was like a minute a plastic drinking cup yeah and apparently apparently it's like a, it's like the uh, the Rolls Royce of drinking cups because I, and and this may be an urban legend but apparently somewhere some lady's car caught on fire but her Stanley Cup survived the fire and not only did the Stanley Cup survive the fire but the ice the ice was still intact in the drink the drink was still ice cold so these are apparently it's probably in Memphis because if the car was burning it had to be in Memphis <laughs> yeah on the side of the highway but. Uh, but 
But um, but no, apparently these are like the Rolls Royces of cups and all these and all these people and you know it's usually young women from what I'm seeing. They're they're just lined up outside of Target and what night camping out overnight at Stadium like at Cameron Indoor Stadium and just waiting to buy these tickets. So so I, I mean you know you can spend your own money how you want and spend your time how you want. But I I, I kind of got a bone to pick with it honestly. <laughs> yeah, it I, seems like a I, weird thing to do to start the new year. I didn't know they were called Stanley Cups, but I I have seen some videos of people like rushing in and going crazy over these things and i was like i don't like you're telling me a regular yeti the ice wouldn't stay intact Uh, and your ice and your water cold apparently not if your car was on fire (laughs) so i guess that's the dividing line i think that's that's what's that the whole deal what what what? has a built-in straw they give you a straw with the oh it has a built-in straw (laughs) too they're in line in the cold overnight to get a a drinky thing that has a has building straw. And it, it has That's some, what they're doing. It has some kind of tie into Starbucks too that has made it super desirable. But I, I I saw something where people are going on eBay and selling reselling these things for four figures and, and or, or you know three and four figures. And I'm like, and, and again, you know, you spend your money however you want. You spend your time however you want. That that's really none of my concern. But it it seems weird. you also get to say you drink out of the Stanley Cup. Well, yes, true. You do, and, and, and some, some. You get your name on the side of it. Some and some guy made an awesome joke last night on 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 Twitter. Sometimes Twitter is really good for things. I mean, it, it, he's, he saw this post about people lining up for the Stanley Cup, and he said, "You know, the whole nation of Canada has waited thirty years for a Stanley <laughs> Cup, so no big deal there." So you're yeah. saying there's used cups on eBay? Well, that I are think buying? I think they're resells. So okay. you just you just buy it at, at you buy it at retail price at the store, whatever it is, and then you flip it. Flip it. <laughs> flip, flip cup. They're playing flip cup. Flip it, yeah. It's it's, in, it's incredible. So I'm glad I could kind of help you guys out with what's going on there in the world of trends. And, uh, you know, Greg's looking perplexed. And I, I feel the same way. I, I don't understand it. But, you know, it's it's... Kind of a kind of a weird weird way to start your new year, in my opinion. I've got a question for you, second, But by the way, I just realized that with it being January fifth, this is the twelfth day of Christmas today. Oh, today's officially the twelfth day. Today's the twelfth. Yeah, day. I learned so this year for the first time that the twelve days of Christmas is not the countdown to Christmas. Christmas being the final day, the twelfth day. It's the other way. Yeah, because I think it's got something to do with like the Orthodox calendar. Because I know uh, I think January sixth is like a. A, a, a big Orthodox holiday. It's or maybe January seventh. I'm shows probably the sixth because today is the twelfth day. Yeah, so, are they women so, in line outside of Target for the Orthodox calendar? They're going on sale. <laughs> they're in, they're in charge. Probably they're, they're in not for the twelve. What are we, is it? Lords of Leaping. What are we? What is it, Zach? What's twelve? Twelve. Uh, ah. Twelve Stanley's cupping. Maids of milk. Drummers drumming. I think it's Lords drummers drumming. Leaping. Yeah, drummers Wait, is drumming. Lords of leaping. Is it Lords of leaping? I don't know. I don't know. I can never remember. Twelve, 12 turtle drumming. doves. Don't want to go anywhere near the Lords of leaping. Ten Lords of leading. Nine ladies dancing. It's ten Lords. Ten Lords of leaping. Yeah. Twelve drummers drumming. Yes. Ten Lords of leaping. Okay. All right. The, yes. The more you know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, today, happy twelfth. Happy twelfth day of Christmas, everybody. There you go. Thank you. If uh, so, it's all over after today. Are, are your decorations still up? Is your tree still up? No, no. Ours is still up. No, I took it. I took the decorations down. John, we took those down the other day. Yeah, ours is still up. Uh, mine, you know, I, I think I told you guys last year. Ours usually stays up till my birthday, which is January fifteenth. Hit, hit. Hey, wait, for, no, hold on. Uh, hit, hit, no, hit, no, he hit, wants to make sure hit, everybody knows January. Oh, I got a bone for the for the listening audience out there. I, heard, I hope y'all heard that January fifteenth is is a, is a great day on the calendar. Will you take, will you take cash as well as I'll, okay? All right. Cash, are you, cash is preferred. Are you hoping for a Stanley? Are you hoping for a Stanley Cup? <laughs> no. 
I, no, I'm gonna, I'll flip that stupid cup because I I've got I've got two Eddie I've got two Yetis right now that I don't even. Everybody has eight Yetis. I've got I've got an issue here. You're complaining about people and how long they're saying Happy New Year, and you got Christmas decorations up till January 15th. I understand that's a little inconsistent. We just you see we just usually don't get a we're we're really busy. I mean, there's always something going on in my house, and it and it it, it takes a considerable amount of effort to get that tree down. I mean, I'm not a, a fast worker. I have a very busy schedule, as you know, and uh, oh, it, pull out the violin. This is this is <laughs> terrible. Like, hey, people are saying Happy New Year till like February. When's your Christmas decorations? Well, I take them down January fifteenth, <laughs> three it, weeks after the holiday. Yeah, you it's got different me. That, for me, that's but it's sort of similar to John. My mom's birthday is that following day, and so her rationale is: if I leave my Christmas tree up. That means my my kids can give me something extra on top of Christmas that's already passed. <laughs> I like so, the I like the way self uh, these I people. Like, I like is the way Zach's mom she, thinks. Is she hoping for a Stanley Cup? I I, I hope not. <laughs> By the way, so, how much longer after Christmas do you say belated Merry Christmas? I've never said stuff? belated Merry Christmas. Okay, do you ever. say do you still say Merry Christmas a day later, two no, days later? No, Happy Holidays. It's over. It's, happy you can say Happy Holidays. Happy but, Holidays. Okay. Yeah, Christmas is over, but I mean New Year's. There's there's a bit of a grace period, but yeah, and, and yeah, I know you're right. It's a little inconsistent. So yesterday we had Dallin Hayden on. And yeah, that was great. By the way, we were talking. Thank you. Talking yeah. about his. Dallin really came in and classed up this organization. <laughs> he sure did. He didn't have any bones to pick. Um. We were talking about his career, and there were people texting. I wanted to get your, because you obviously know and you've seen more. Like, how, if you're talking about, like, especially the the ones we've seen here recently, like the Eric Grays, um, Tony Pollard, um, Kenneth Walker, who are area guys who are in the NFL, how would, like, Hayden's high school career compared to the, how would you rank those guys' high school careers? I mean, Dallin's career was certainly up there because he won two Mr. Footballs. They it, did win two. I couldn't remember. I, I thought he did. I think, yeah, he won two Mr. Footballs at Christian Brothers. I mean, he set all the rushing records at Christian Brothers, you know, single game, career. I mean, he did everything you can do at, at Christian Brothers, and he, he his career is, is is certainly right up there with the with the great ones I've covered. I mean, you talk about running backs. I think it, I think it probably has to start with Eric Gray, though. I mean, because just the numbers he put up, I mean, just, you know, well over 100 touchdowns, three Mr. Footballs, and then... So he won three, okay. He, yeah, he won sophomore, junior, and senior. And and then, you know, you factor in the team success that, that Lausanne had in large part because of Eric. He They they have the record in Shelby County for most consecutive wins. I think they won like 30... Five thirty-six games in a row. Somebody can text in and correct us, but that's about the number. I mean, they won. They went undefeated sophomore, junior year, and then when he was a senior, they lost in the semifinals uh, on a, a controversial circumstance. I don't know if you remember the story, but they went up to play somebody in a, in a semifinal playoff game. I think it was CPA, and and they had allegedly watered the field down to the point where poor Eric <laughs> poor Eric and the rest of Lausanne's guys were out there swimming around. I the remember field. that, yes. <laughs> and and, uh, and and that you know they lost the game. But no, Eric Gray, I mean certainly he's probably up there. I mean Dylan Mitchell's career was was mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. I mean he's the I mean, you know, he and Eric Gray, people always ask, you know, he watching him, watching Dylan Mitchell, Eric Gray, and also Mark Dodson that played for Whitehaven in I brought early, up his name yesterday. Yeah, he Mark. Those three guys were the guys, you know, standing on the sidelines or sitting in the press box watching the game. You know, you were almost surprised when those guys didn't score. Because See, that's they, what because, I said about Hayden. Were, I thought Hayden was like, yeah, Hayden, Dylan yeah. Mitchell was certainly like. Yeah, I remember Hayden, when we 
when they played Dylan Mitchell, like every time he touched the ball, I'm like, he's gonna score. He's gonna score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, if he's got his hands on the ball, he's scoring. I brought a touchdown. up Galloway's name as well. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Did, did Tony Pollard. What what was Tony Pollard's high school career like? It, it was. I mean, it was good, but I mean, Tony Pollard really blo- more blossomed at the University of Memphis. I, you know, when Tony Pollard was at um, was at Melrose, the the more heralded player on that team was a, a wide receiver kid named Jonathan Johnson, who I believe. Uh, he, I can't remember if he signed with Louisville and ended up at Wisconsin or if it was the other way. And again, somebody can text in and help out with that. But Jonathan Johnson was actually the more highly touted recruit on that particular Melrose team. And, and Tony Pollard, I mean, Tony Pollard was outstanding and his career certainly bears that out. But I mean, he really kind of bloomed at the University of Memphis. Whereas, you know, with guys like like Eric Gray and, and, and Dylan Mitchell and, you know, Mark Dodson, I mean, those guys were just so spectacular on the high school level. Does and, Greg, by the way, does Gray have another year at Oklahoma? You know, Gray's playing Gray's for the, the New York NFL. Giants. <laughs> he's, he's with the New York Giants. Yeah, he, he's been with the New York Giants all season. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Did he play last so, year? No, he's a, he's a rookie Did this he play? Year. Oh, so he is a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gosh, uh, darn, where have I been? So, no, the answer is no, he does not the have another. No. He does not <laughs> he's have not going to go back? He does not get to go back. He does not get to <laughs> He might have made more if he stayed at Oklahoma. He does not get to reset. Yeah, I, I, I had no over. idea if he was in the NFL. What's... Kenneth Walker in high school. Kenneth, was, yeah, he was he was outstanding. But he, uh, he, another one that was, you know, was he like a Mister Football guy? No, he wasn't. He didn't win Mister Football. Was he like I, a don't even, I don't even think he was up in. Wow. The, yeah, six A, six A is like super yeah. hard and super competitive. I mean, you, I mean, you got to. Really, well, that's crazy to think. Like he's he's like a Pro Bowl running back in the NFL, but he wasn't a Mister Football guy in high school. Yeah, there are some guys that just they blossom at the next level. Yeah, whatever and, the reason. And, is. and Kenneth Walker. Certainly went up to Michigan State and 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 really you know really turned into yeah. something special just like just like Tony Pollard did. I mean, it just goes to show you can you can you can never predict. I mean, but no, when you talk about great running, I mean, there's so many great running backs. I mean, oh God, what's the kid's name that played for Ridgeway, the little guy? Oh gosh, I can't think of his name. He played for Ole Miss. Um, Jalen Jalen Walton. Walton. Yeah. yeah. I mean Jalen Walton was was outstanding. You know, Jovan Robinson from Wooddale that played for Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean Cordarian Richardson at Trezent. I mean Cordarian Richardson. Yeah, that guy was a he, boss, he, man. He, he did the most incredible thing I, I think I've ever seen. In in one of the state championship games that uh Trezent won, either either the first one or the second one, they they took the opening kickoff on the first series of the game and they drove right down the field, eighty yards to score, and every play on that drive was just Cordarian Richardson. They just fed him. And just, <laughs> I mean, they just marched down the field like ten, eleven. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? It, it, it was amazing. Who I believe is still playing college ball. Uh, played this year at Tennessee. That went to Cordova, the running back, smart. No, that's small, small, Jabari, Jabari small, small from Briarcrest. Yeah, Briarcrest. Oh, Briarcrest. Yeah. Sorry, Briarcrest. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a good runner. A lot of good runners. A lot. Of, I mean, do you think a lot of good you, talent? Do you agree with me that Hayden? Dallin is an NFL running back. I think I think he's certainly got the potential. I mean, you guys saw him in here in studio. You've seen how Jack oh, yeah, this guy's like, he's got. got that's I mean, he's gotten so much. I'll tell you this: if Ohio State does not, and he he feels good about this upcoming twenty twenty four season, but if for some reason Ryan Day brings in another guy, a couple of other guys to portal, and all of a sudden doesn't, he's gone. He, he is so mild mannered and yeah. and just a real good guy. But I guarantee you, if it's another year. Where they're not going with him, they're making a mistake. Number one, number two, he'll he'll transfer the, if that's the, the case. thing is for him if he does get the opportunity this year to like be the starter and has a big year that he certainly is capable of doing. In the end, it can work out more because he doesn't have the 
tons of miles on his body. Right, right. Like he has had two years where he really hasn't taken that beating. Then if you have a good year and you can go to the NFL, you're you're there's a lot less wear on the tires when you get to the NFL. Oh, that's a great point. If like if he has this year where all of a sudden he it, it just goes crazy and he's like let's say like an all American type running back. You go to the NFL, right? Well, it's three years where one you were redshirted. The first year you hard, you played some as a well, freshman. You're right. Well, as a freshman, you know, I mean, not not this year, 2023, but 2022. I mean, he had, you know, two or three hundred yard games he did. In, in the Big Ten. Very like, very productive just, games. Like, I, I mean, he he's 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 kind of proven that he's got that ability. Absolutely. Right? He's, he's with again as big as he's gotten and as fast as he is. Like I just like that dude is. You know, I, I mean, I, yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm a little biased because I saw it like every high school game and know exactly what he was able to do at that level. That dude, I to me, he is an NFL player. And, and what's important with Dallin is, like you said, he's got he's got the the makeup, the mental makeup. I mean, he's he's such a good, smart kid. You know, so grounded. And and you know, he's, his his dad, Aaron, played pro yep. ball and 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 good high level high level college ball. And and his dad's able able to help shepherd him through the process, which which is invaluable. Hey, real quick, uh, and when we come back, I want to get some thoughts on on where we are in high school basketball, but also you covered the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game and wanted to get uh, your, your take on the uh, Tigers wrapping up their season. Uh, not a running back, but a wide receiver. Cedric Wilson Jr., did he – did he play here, or was he playing somewhere else? Cedric Wilson Jr. played quarterback at White Station. Yeah. He, and he was a really good high school quarterback, but he went to junior college um, as a wide receiver. I think he went to the one in Kansas, and then he Hutch, went to uh, Coffeeville, I think. Coffeeville, okay. I, I, and again, I could be wrong about that. But, but he's blossoming, it, man. No, yeah, but he was a wow. quor- he was a quarterback at White Station and, and a darn good one. I mean, he was like a borderline All-State type player. He might have even made All-State. But no, he switched to wide receiver receiver in junior college then went up to Boise State and and uh and had two great years at Boise State and, and now yeah look you, at him you, go yeah it's it's no he was he was a great great high school football player but not as a wide receiver no. and interestingly I, enough I enjoyed I enjoyed watching his father when he played at Melrose yeah same same trajectory was he a, yeah. same trajectory would he have been the quarterback for Dylan Mitchell <sighs> that is a good question that is a good question. That I can't remember if they intersected at all or not. They they may have. I mean, I think Dylan's maybe a bit younger. Is he? But I uh, but I, I, I yeah, it's it all kind of blurs together. But no, I mean White Station. I mean, you know, they've had some talent. They've had guys. a lot yeah. of talent. They're, no they're, question. they're a little down right now. But man, you, you think of some of the dudes that have come through that program. I mean, good you know, point. Yeah, they. I mean, you know, and the, and their their history speaks for it themselves. All right. This so, of our program brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware, corner of White Station and Quintus where you'll find them. That's where you'll find everything you need for all those projects you need to get done around the house. Go see the folks at East Memphis Ace Hardware. Great staff to help you find whatever it is you're looking for. Of course, the huge selection of Benjamin Moore paint. If you've got a paint project to do, all the tools, everything you need for around the house projects, plus the Big Green Egg and all the accessories as well. They're the platinum dealer of the Big Green Egg. You can find it all at the corner of White Station and Quince East Memphis Ace Hardware. All right, more with JV when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk Sports 56 98.5 FM. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back. Final segment here in Hour 1. Talking with John Barless as we do every Friday. So school's back in session. High school basketball now starts to really heat up. So what are we... Needing to look forward to as far as uh, teams and, and maybe matchups that are coming up here in the not too distant future. Well, certainly the the big uh, the big item on the agenda is the the uh, the Memphis Hoop Fest, which uh, mm-hmm. takes place tonight. Yeah, tonight is Friday, tonight and tomorrow night at uh, at, at Bartlett in Houston. And, and the highlight of that is the homecoming of uh, one Billy Richmond Jr. Recently uh, committed to the University of Kentucky, former East High Mustang, and he uh, transferred up to Camden, New Jersey. And so Billy and his Camden uh, Camden High team, they're going to be playing at Houston tonight at 8 o'clock in uh, the feature game over there at Houston. And then tomorrow they're playing uh, – oh, gosh, this is not good radio. They're playing um, – <laughs> They're playing somebody tomorrow. <laughs> they're playing Whitehaven. They're playing they're, Whitehaven. They're at, playing a game sometime, someplace, somewhere against somebody. They're playing White <laughs> Whitehaven six thirty at Bartlett tomorrow. So two chances to see Billy Richmond in the famed uh, program from Camden, New Jersey High, produced. Uh, Dewan Wagner Sr., Dewan Wagner Jr., I mean, Billy Thompson that played for Louisville and the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, so many great players. That's a legendary program in high school basketball. So a chance to see those guys. And um, Did Milt play for them, too? Mil- oh, yeah, yeah, Milt Wagner. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I think he kind of started it all up there. Right, I wasn't sure if he played it. And um, so, yeah, Memphis Hoop Fest tonight. Uh, the, the, the feature, so two sites for the Hoop Fest tonight. The uh, Houston's hosting three games highlighted by Billy Richmond and Camden against the Houston Mustangs. And then over at Bartlett, the feature game tonight is going to be Bartlett taking on Cordova, uh, which Cordova's heading into the new year undefeated, maybe the top 6A team, uh, excuse me, the top 4A team in the state right now. I mean, those guys are just playing some great ball. They went up to the uh, to the uh, Mike Miller tournament in South Dakota over the holidays and beat, you know, several good, good teams in that to remain undefeated. K.J. Tenner, Julius Thedford, Jay Tyler, I mean, Coach uh, Coach Scales has assembled a really, really talented squad this year. So that's going to be a, a huge game tonight at Bartlett between Cordova and Bartlett. Who's who's the top player or two in the in the area? Well, I mean, th- those those two guys I named for Cordova just now. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, KJ and, and Julius. I mean, golly, Keeper Jackson for Christian Brothers is a guy you want to keep your name on. He was recently voted. Uh, he this week he was voted as our daily Memphian. Player of the week, so shout out to everybody at Christian Brothers for getting the vote out. But I mean, this guy's starting to Shameless blossom. Plug. He had a, tre- I mean, he had a tremendous, uh, tremendous tournament. They went down to Florida and won a tournament over the holiday break, and and he was outstanding in all three games. Do of you the know tournament. Memphis is looking at any of these players? I mean, they they, the sh- they should be. They should definitely be looking at keeper because he's got good size and he's a keeper. And, and, thank you. <laughs> He really should be a goalie in soccer, I mean, quite frankly. <laughs> but no, he, he's a, he's a tremendous player. No, well, well, and the Bartlett kids, I mean, the Cordova kids are already committed. KJ Tenner's committed, to, or he signed with Drake, and um, Julius mm-hmm. Dedford is signed with Missouri State. So th- those guys are already locked up with their schools. Um, but Keeper Jackson, I mean, you know, probably the best, the guy having the best season so far is uh, Jordan Allen over at Hillcrest, who's averaging uh, you know well over thirty points a game, wow. multiple forty point games this season. 
season. He's got a 50-point game this season. And, and what I like about Jordan is, um, you know, even on the, the rare games this year when he hasn't scored, you know, a, a ton of points, you know, he, he he's assisted on a bunch of baskets as well. So, you know, he's had games where he might have had just like 17, 18 points, but he'll offset that with maybe nine, ten assists. Really good all-around player. Several steals. Yeah, he, he's little, and um, he's actually going to be in announcing his college destination on Sunday. So somebody's going to be getting a, a really good little guard there out of Hillcrest. But I mean, no, there's, I mean, there's lots of good action and I would just urge everybody to, um, to make it out to the hoop fest tonight. If you're near Bartlett or near Houston, all the action is going to be at Bartlett on Saturday. So, and it's all day long tomorrow. Um, you know, a lot of prep schools coming in. Um, you know, this is a, a Travis Haddock production. Yep. So he always brings right. in good, good quality opposition. He hasn't and done it, one it, in Memphis for a while. Yeah, he hasn't. But it's going to be fun to catch up with Travis. And uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, seeing how Billy Richmond does in his, in his return. It, you know, it's, it's it's going to be special for him. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, final moment or two. You covered the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. And obviously Memphis with their best performance i don't think anybody would argue that their best performance of the year knocking off the big 12 team your, your thoughts as the tigers wrap up their only their fifth 10 win season in their history well i mean i you know in in in, in the post game i mean uh, <coughs> it was interesting how i mean ryan silverfield knew the numbers man 108 years of football and five <laughs> winning seasons so i mean it, it, five, ten win seasons. five ten win seasons it, it, it meant a lot to to him to get to that 10 win mark i know it meant to the lot to the players and you know i listened to you guys with uh with harold grader yesterday and 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 you know i know obviously harold has a vested interest in the liberty bowl and and it's understandable but but the auto's I, old liberty bowl the auto <laughs> sorry i got you harold sorry harold i got your back harold <laughs> and it, it, it's understand you know it's it's understandable that he would think the way he does does but i i agree i mean bowls are special and and you can see it in particular with a team like memphis that game meant a lot to them it meant a lot for them to get to 10 wins it meant a lot for them to to to, to reach that milestone for the program and it meant a lot for them to to get that victory over a power five opponent and 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 hopefully build some positive momentum for next year which they should have i mean you know there's not going to be I mean, there's not going to be very many teams in the country with as much experience as Seth Hennigan coming into next season, right. and and as you know, as long as he has still some weapons to work with, which I'm I'm sure they'll they'll you know make sure that that's the case. I mean, this has a chance to be a really special season at Memphis next year. But it also I think it all started on December 29th with with that great performance against uh, Iowa State. Securing Jordan Hankins as the defensive coordinator, which I think is is, is a good move, um, and 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 just you know just building off of that, I, I think it's going to be a really nice leap forward for them. All right, JV, should we say Happy New Year to him? <laughs> I guess we're still okay. Run to the wire. You can still say Merry Christmas to him. He's got his decorations that's up. That's true. That's true. John. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, my Trick friend. Trick or treat. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. That's John Varlas from the Daily Memphian. Read all his stories at the Daily Memphian. Follow him on Twitter at John Varlas. Catch him every Friday. Talking with us right here on Sports 56 Mornings. We will take a quick timeout. Come back with hour number two. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. 